listening to iOS Dev Break, 15 minutes of current events, tips, and advice for iOS developers, including, but not limited to, discussions of Swift, iOS, watchOS, and tvOS. Welcome to iOS Dev Break, episode 37, The Swift UI is Happening. It's uh, really good to be back this week. Uh, last week, I had to take a little bit of a break because uh, I happened to live in the area of California where we were having all of the uh, the, the fires going on nearby here. And uh, it was just a little bit too much to deal with that and also to deal with uh, work and all the other kind of things that were happening then. So um, I apologize for, for skipping that, but it's nice to be back this week. I still have my pipeline of topics is growing and uh, this week is going to be great too. Starting off in the way of uh, news items, uh, the first thing that I want to talk to about was uh, app clips. And this was uh, an article that came out of Cult of Mac. And uh, it was about app clips and uh, the game Phoenix 2. And I'll post links to to the article and also to the, the game Phoenix 2 in the show notes. But uh, app clips is one of those things. Like I know Guy Rambo has been talking a lot about it and, and he's been very excited about, uh, about it, about the topic. And uh, if for me, I was just trying to figure out how that would work for me personally on my on my day job i think the product could be there are ways that that it could work really nicely and but i'm not going to worry about that um i'm mostly thinking of in terms of how how i could implement it um and i i, I was really trying to figure out how it would be a beneficial thing right so uh it's more of like is this another solution in search of a problem. Uh, but then this article came out from Cult of Mac about the game Phoenix 2. And what was great about it was that it took you right to the website. And so when you go to, I think it's furygames.com. Um, that's F-I-R-I games.com forward slash Phoenix 2, the number two. They have this game. And if you open the website on your iPhone, or your iOS device, uh, when you you see the website at the top, there's going to be this little band that's that has the the name of the game Phoenix Two, and it says play in the Phoenix Two app clip. And uh, there's a little bit more of a description if you scroll down the page. You'll see screenshots from the game and and so forth. But what's cool about that little banner at the top is that there's a play button. And if you tap the play button, then it will launch the game. And then you'll, you're actually playing the game in the form of an app clip. And so the app itself doesn't actually get installed on your phone, but you're able to play the game and it's really, really cool. So I, for me, that was kind of a, a, a sales point on this feature. Like you, you can try out apps, you can try out features without actually downloading the uh, the application itself. And I think games, I, I think that's a perfect example of this because you play one level or or something along those lines. You give you have, give them just a limited taste of the app, but to get the full thing, then they have to go download it from the app store. So I think that's really what Apple is really trying to get at for this particular feature. And um, so I had that kind of aha moment. I still don't know as if it would benefit me in the projects that I'm personally working on, but uh, maybe maybe something will come out of it. I don't know. 
um, but maybe it'll help you if you think there's some kind of limited functionality that can be separated out and then used uh, by itself as an app clip then it might be worthwhile checking out to see what that if that feature could benefit you and uh, generate conversions generate uh, app downloads and those kinds of things. Those, the, the things that we're all interested in when we have our apps out in the wild so that's app clips uh, and the game Phoenix 2 uh, the next thing that I wanted to talk about was I, I felt this was kind of like an urgent thing because um, most of us are probably getting started with Xcode 12 and we are very excited about the new interface and there's a lot of good things about it. But there's also some things that are really irritating. And for me, the the main thing that, that I just couldn't live with was this new document tabs feature. So if you're not familiar with what the document tabs are, that's the new tab mechanism that they have when you just click on a file. It kind of reminded me of uh, Visual Studio Code or um, or Atom, one of those kinds of editors, where you click on a, a file in the navigator and it opens it and the, the title is in italics and you can kind of work with it there. But the, when you click on another one, it, so the, the, the tab is persis persistent and uh, it switches to whichever document that you are currently working with. And then if you want to bring up a sort of permanent tab, you double click on a file and it comes up and uh, then it's it's sitting there. In the, in, so you have these, these tabs. But um, the thing is that the old tab mechanism is still there that we had in Xcode 11. So I'm really trying to figure out why this is even a feature. I'm sure somebody must have requested it. Um, but if you're accustomed to having the old tabs and you really like just having the old tab system at the top and not messing with these document tabs, there's a way to get it so that those document tabs can go away. And it's actually right in the preferences. Um, and it was uh, Jesse Squires on his blog that he gives the instructions on how to get rid of the second set of document tabs in in Xcode 12. So you open Xcode preferences, go to the navigation tab in the preferences, and about halfway down that dialog, you'll see an entry called navigation style. And what you'll want to do is you'll want to select that and change it to open in place. And so when you do that, then that the documents tabs will disappear and you'll have the old tab bar behavior that you had in Xcode 11. And for me, it uh, this was one of these things like I thought, oh no, they added this feature and I couldn't get rid of it. Turns out it's right there in a preference. And so hopefully they'll keep this preference around for those of us who like to just use the old uh, tab bar. One of the things that I found interesting was that if you do start using the tab bars and the documents together, you could do some interesting things. Um, I found it annoying that uh, every tab in the uh, in every document tab inside one of the the upper tabs, uh, they all had the um, sort of the assistance window. It was either an assistant window or the uh, the preview, and they all had that. You couldn't get rid of it on one and and have it appear on the other one. All of the t the document tabs had that same kind of appearance, and that was really frustrating. So my workaround before I knew how to do this I was open up another tab tab big tab. On, on the top row. And then I was able to have multiple documents that then didn't have the uh, the preview. So, um, but thankfully now it's all kind of moot because I can turn off the document tabs, which really shouldn't have been there in the first place, as far as I'm concerned, because it's fixing a problem that doesn't really exist, uh, or at least not, not in my case. Hopefully that helps you as well if you've been having frustration with Xcode 12 and the document tabs.
The next thing that I'd like to talk about is really related to the the topic or the uh, the title of the show, uh, and it was because I, I tweeted a very cryptic message. I think it was maybe two weeks ago um, that the Swift UI is happening, and uh, someone responded with, "Wow, that's I don't know what it means, but it sounds interesting." Um, what it was was that I had gone through the process of. Uh, converting my project, or at least just sort of rebooting my project uh, in using SwiftUI. And I was so happy to see how quickly I could put this together. And um, so I was able to carry over a lot of code from the original project, just bring that over just fine. And then uh, basically just start over with a new SwiftUI project. And I was able to get sort of a just the very, very rough uh, example or prototype, not really functional, but um, able to get something running in SwiftUI fairly quickly. And uh, yes, I had to look up every little thing as I was working on it, but that was actually kind of exciting. And the good news is that now now that we're like a year and a half into this, there's a lot of answers, especially from Paul Hudson uh, and other um sources on YouTube and so forth, uh, showing you how to implement things, very specific problems and solve those, those with Swift UI. And honestly, uh, it's one of these things, like, I feel like there's a, a kind of a steepish learning curve, uh, just to get started. There's a lot of, it's, it's, it's a very different model than what we're used to in the past, but it, I really feel like I'm going to be a lot more productive in the future using SwiftUI uh, in transformation. And so this dovetails into my progress report for the app. And, um, and so, so basically that was kind of it. I've mo- moved over a lot of the core functionality over and it's all, uh, so the user interface is SwiftUI and going forward um, such that I can, there are certainly going to be some things that I won't be able to convert, but uh, the, the basic, basic UI is going to be SwiftUI. So I'm very happy about this. And uh, so just the fact that it was working made me uh, exclaim that the Swift UI is happening. And hopefully that explains that that tweet if you happen to see it. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what else can be done with it. And uh, I, I appreciate all of those uh, folks who have been working on tutorials and information uh, to help us get get uh, going with Swift UI, uh, especially folks like um, Paul Hudson uh, and Hacking with Swift. Because uh, without that information, it would be very difficult to, to get started, especially just working with what Apple gives us. So uh, hats off to all of you who are creating those that kind of content. The, uh, the last thing that I wanted to mention is a productivity tip. And this is something that I've been meaning to talk about for a while. It's been in my list, but I, it hadn't percolated up to the top and I just thought I need to do it this time. Um, I just wanted, this may be something that you already know about, but I thought it was really, really handy. And uh, so recently I had had some uh, sort of shoulder issues and uh, repetitive stress things. You know, it's very common in our business to to have these kinds of problems. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to do or at least explore was, is there a, a better way or easier way to be able to click and drag because actually that action of clicking and dragging was causing me some issues. So um, I went to, uh, it was actually Apple's um, uh, support site or uh, knowledge base. And uh, up on the, it turns out that there is a three finger click and drag that you can do with the trackpad. So you can set this up in your trackpad. It might be in the accessibility 
options. But at any rate, uh, I'll try to dig up the, the URL, but if you just do a search for a three finger click and drag on macOS for the trackpad, you'll undoubtedly find it. And uh, what's great about it is that you all you have to do is put your three fingers down on your trackpad and it, it implements that click and drag. Uh, there's a little bit of monkeying around that you have to do sometimes to, to get it to work when you have to do like a long drag. But uh, for the most part, it's been really great. And um, uh, it's definitely enabled me to do that more often without any any pain or any of that kind of thing. So I uh, just wanted to throw that out there as a productivity or maybe it's an accessibility tip uh, in case maybe you've been dealing with that and you wanted to know uh, how to uh, if there was something available to be able to help you uh, in that regard. So ho hopefully that tip is helpful to you. Okay, and at that, I think we are actually at our 15-minute point here. I have topics that I could probably talk about a little bit more, but uh, I think I'll save those for next week, so that way I, at least I have something in the queue. And so uh, thank you so much for listening this week, and I'll catch you next time on iOS Step Break. Thank you for listening to iOS Dev Break with your host, Evan K. Stone. If you would like to learn more information about the podcast or read the show notes, or if you would like to hear more episodes, go to iosdevbreak.com. You can also find various other ways of supporting the show there, so we encourage you to check it out. You can also follow and tweet feedback and questions to the show on Twitter at iosdevbreak, and please spread the word. We'd really appreciate it. If you would also like to support the show in a monetary way, please go to patreon.com forward slash iOS dev break. And there you can find out how to help us out just for a dollar a month. If you are interested in sponsoring a future episode, please send an email to sponsor at iosdevbreak.com. Thank you again for listening to iOS dev break. And until next week, we will catch you on the flip side iOS Dev Break is a production of Interactive Logic. Thank you.